would you follow yourself? It's a pretty big question. And I think it's one that's worth spending some time with both this week and over the following weeks of this class. Thinking about what makes us follow an account, what makes us keep on engaging with it. And if you stumbled across your own page right now, no prior knowledge or awareness of who you are or anything about what you do, would you choose to hit follow based on what you see on that page? So in your workbook, you will find a page called a profile audit. And this episode, I'm going to talk you through the things to consider, just thinking about how your page appears to someone who's landing on it with fresh eyes and setting ourselves up for everything that's to come. The real basics before we dig into anything more creative are your username, your profile image, your bio, the link that you're using in your bio, and considering personal versus business versus creator accounts. So when it comes to name or username, a good username wants to give people a really strong clue as to what to expect from you before they've even visited your page. It's not the be-all and end-all, but if it's possible, it's worth a little bit of thought. Your name on Instagram comes in two parts. So there's your username. That's the one with the app before it. And then there's your name, which appears in bold at the top of your profile. And you're able to edit both of these in your profile settings. A few things I would urge you to consider when you're choosing your name. Is your name future proof? So will you still love it? And will it still fit you in three years time, maybe even six years time? You might just make wooden spoons now, for example, but if one day you branched out into a full range of wooden interior products or maybe leather goods, do you have a name that has scope for all of that? If you are your whole company, then your own name is quite often a really good future-proof bet. There are definitely days when I wish I had just called my whole brand Sarah Tasker. Like, what if I have another baby? Me and Orla is really limiting. And also using your name can feel a little bit less corporate and generally people are less likely to follow an official business feeling account than they are something that blends the two and feels like there's a real human behind it. We're going to talk about that more over the following week so don't worry if you feel like you stick more to one side than the other. If you want people to be able to find you using Instagram's people and top searches then it can be worth including your profession or your product in your username or your name as well. So your name plus your craft can be a really good starting point. So I could be at Sarah Tasker Instagram expert and that would probably rank me more highly for anyone looking for Instagram help within the Instagram app. You can also add your profession or another key piece of information to your real name in the same way. So that's not your at username, but the one underneath it. This doesn't seem to impact on search as far as we can tell, but it does give you that very visible association for anyone seeing your name or profile for the first time. Think about how memorable your username is. So is it very similar to a lot of other usernames? My test is always if someone told me it over a glass of wine on a Friday night and said, you've got to follow this person, would I still be able to remember it the following morning? It can be worth choosing something that sounds quite new and fresh that's going to stick in people's minds. And finally, does it or can it match your username on other platforms like Twitter or Pinterest? In an ideal world, it would be nice if they were all the same. If you are thinking of making a change, there's a few helpful tips. You can grab a name that you want by registering it now and keeping it until you're ready to switch. I tend to say avoid changing your profile picture and your username at the same time, just so that people know who you are through that transition period. I always think it's worth letting your followers know that you're going to be changing your name too. You can post your grid and your stories. 
and it's worth adding your old username to your bio for a little while if you're very well known under one account. Instagram do make it easy as well so if anyone searches for your old username for a period of a couple of months after you've changed it will redirect them to your new account. Okay profile pictures. Arguably I think the most important element on your profile page after your actual content. It's amazing how many people make instinctual and sometimes quite irrational decisions about a person based on the picture they use. So it's actually really worth playing around with and finding a good fit. If you pause and consider all of the places that your profile picture can be seen, how many profile pictures do you come across in a day on Instagram? You see them in stories, you see them in DMs, they're there next to comments, they're on your timeline. That tiny, tiny round icon, it kind of becomes shorthand for our accounts and our whole online identity and everything they do. For something that is so tiny and it feels so inconsequential, it can actually play a really remarkable part in attracting your right audience over to your page. If you can, open your Instagram app right now and just spend a few minutes looking at other people's profile pictures. Kind of follow your interests, just let yourself click on any that grab you, dive down a rabbit hole, see who you find. And then think about what kind of profile pictures and usernames were you clicking on the most? So many of us end up being a perfect example of our own target audience. So it's a pretty good bet that whatever was grabbing your eye is a good indication of what's going to be appealing to your audience too. Some tips to help you choose a really great profile image. Try and make it offer a tiny taste of the type of photo you normally post. So it lets people know what to expect right from the outset. So for example, if you have an Instagram gallery full of lush greenery and florals, don't choose a profile photo of yourself on a beach with no greenery inside. Consider how it's going to look as a tiny thumbnail too, which sounds, I think, a little bit crazy. But we are all drawn to some profile pictures over others based on that teeny tiny little thumbnail. It's literally like the size of a pinhead. You'll see them next to someone else's comments and you'll be deciding whether or not you want to check out their page based on what you can make out in that tiny, tiny scale. So you want it to still be legible in a very general sense, as small as it goes. As a general rule, most of us seem to prefer to click on profile pictures that have tons of negative space. So that's a focal point and lots of empty space around it that makes it clearer and easier to read. White space in particular seems to be especially popular. If you've had viral or a super popular photo, that can be a good choice for a profile picture. But if at all possible... Try and get a part of you in there so that people know there's a real human posting to the account. This is why I say if you're a business, I actually recommend avoiding using your logo as your profile image. A professional photo of you doing your job or even a focus on one of the most popular product images that you have is so much more personal and implies that more behind the scenes account that is so much more followable. It's so much more interesting. When we see a formal logo, we expect an account to be very corporate and that's generally less appealing to audiences on Instagram who are there for something different. So bio. Your bio kind of needs to tell everyone everything they need to know about you in 150 characters. Ideally, then we want it to answer all the most important questions that our audience might have about us or our work so that they're ready to dive into the next layer of our content without unanswered questions in their heads. So typical things people want to know, what's your name, if it's not already clear somewhere else on your profile, where are you based, 
and that's especially important if your work is location sensitive, so if you only ship to a certain country or if you're a service-based business that can only serve people locally. Even if you're not, people love to connect with people based on geography, so it can be a really nice thing to include. What are you on Instagram for? What do you do? Sometimes the industry that you can select in a business profile will make that clear enough, but if you don't feel like it is, then say it with your bio. What makes you memorable or special or unique? What's your USP, your unique selling point? Thousands of people are going to have really similar bios and niches to all of us. So what makes you different? What is your point of distinction? Is there some value that you know you offer to people who follow you? So maybe we'll learn tips and tricks or we'll get inspired or we'll be entertained. If you can kind of imply or suggest what people will get from following you in your bio, you're much more likely to get people to dig deeper. Likewise, if there's anything special about how you use Instagram or that people might miss, so new posts every Friday or don't miss my IGTV podcast or hang out with me on stories every day. And if you have any social proof, things like press, awards, things that might help people connect with you and trust you a little bit more right off the bat, it can be a good idea to stick those in your bio. Two key things that I think are missed possibly the most, what can we do to dive deeper into you or your work? So it's that call to action. What do you want people to do next? And how can we work with you? If we can work with you, maybe we can't. Don't assume that just because you have a link to a shop in your bio that people are going to understand that they need to click that and that your work is for sale. Spell it out. One thing that happens to me quite a lot is I will be introduced for public speaking and things like panels and people will have just taken my bio from Twitter, from Instagram, maybe from my blog. So I think that's a really helpful way of framing it. What is essential for an audience to know about you? What would you feel comfortable being introduced to a whole group of strangers as? And what things would you prefer that they left out or wasn't relevant? It's amazing what essential key elements of our stories that we just leave out until we really consider brand new eyes seeing us for the first time. A few extra things to consider with bios. Formatting. People sometimes like to make them very minimal and beautiful looking and I understand that. But I actually think it's most important to make the most of those characters and get everything you need in that. You can add things like symbols and emojis and bullet points to illustrate and to kind of break up the text. But things like you might have seen those special characters where you can sort of add italic text. I tend to say avoid those. They're not very accessible. They're not readable by all different browsers and different languages. They tend to take up extra space. Make sure you're touching on all the key points that your audience are going to be looking for and you're using the language that your audience will be using themselves. This is so important. So if you consider yourself maybe a silversmith, but you know that most people are looking for handmade jewellery and that's how they find you, you need to include handmade jewellery because you want to speak the language of your customers and let them know that what you're doing is what they're looking for. Your bio is also one of the few places on Instagram that you can include that all essential clickable link. So make sure you're making full use of that. If you're talking about something that, or you want to send your audience directly to a page, make sure it takes them straight there. Otherwise, think about adding a link tree or a menu page so that you're reducing the number of clicks from somebody landing on your page to getting where they need to be. There's so much research that consistently shows the more specific and directive the instructions in the bio are, urging people to click a link, the more action that link sees. 
So don't be afraid to really tell people exactly what they can expect, like read my blog at or shop my new collection at, and then put the link below. Email. So generally, if you need an email address on your profile page, I say you should switch to a business or a creator page, which makes it easier to include this in a safe way. Be aware that putting an email address directly in your bio, just writing it in, makes you super vulnerable to things like phishing and scam emails. There are bots that just troll Instagram and pull off any public email addresses on there and then fire these emails out at you. So if you are adding an email to your bio for any reason, use a different email address to the one that you registered your Instagram account with. And that means that if you ever get an email that says it's from Instagram, you'll know if it's real because they've got your right email address. So location, which we've already talked about, but it helps people know more about you at an immediate glance. So you can be really specific and you can mention your city, which will help tether you to local people in your community. Now, the biggest deciding factor, of course, when anyone comes to our page is still going to be our content. That is what determines our exposure. It determines our impact and ultimately it determines who follows us. We're going to be digging into all of that in depth over the next few weeks. So I don't want you to worry if you feel like yours isn't doing all of its jobs for you just yet. But in the interest of reflection, if you are doing the profile audit in your workbook, do take a moment to consider how well you feel right now you are currently offering people who land on your page a sense of a unified voice through color, image and style, a good range of topics that you think showcase all the different areas of your work some evidence of you as a human being. One final thing that I would urge everyone listening to this to stop whatever you're doing, pull over the car, stop jogging, whatever it is, pick up your phone and turn on two-factor authentication. Go to the settings menu of the Instagram app, go to security and turn on two-factor authentication. This means that whenever anyone tries to log into your Instagram account, they will need a code that is text directly to your phone. Basically, it makes your account significantly more hack proof and it saves so much drama and heartache when people will try and guess your password or hack your account. You would not believe the number of people I hear from every week who are victims to these scams. Turn on two-factor authentication and you will be safe.